It's time for the High Energy Show with your host, Donna Guinois. This is the program that will help you deal with the changes in your health, lifestyle, and family dynamics into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. From exercise to supplements to food and health, we've got you covered with the answers you need to know. Now, here is Donna Guinois. Good afternoon, and welcome to the High Energy Hour. I'm Donna Guinois, and I help break down what doctors don't always have time to tell us and raise your energy level by feeding your mind, your body, and your soul. Today, I'm really excited. I have a special guest and my friend, Shannon D. Hughes. He is an author, a speaker, a motivational coach, and a radio host here at Voice America on the Influencers channel called The Movement. Welcome, Shannon. This is very, very odd because I'm usually (laughs) sitting in the chair you're sitting in. So now I have to be on this end I almost don't even know what to say. I was going to recite some very lengthy sexual or even sensual or even beautiful poetry, but I don't know what to say today. So I'm going to let Donna Guinoa just steer me in the right direction, and we're going to run with it because I have no idea. Right. <laughs> Donna, first of all, let me say to you, welcome to Voice America. I'm proud of you for joining the family. You and I met, what was it, two months ago now? Uh, almost three, I think. Is it almost three? Uh huh. God, when you get when you get old, it does it does go by quick, doesn't it? Right. Um, you for you to join the, the family has been great. I have I have listened to your shows. You are very good um, with your show, and you are very good at uh, hosting and just in and out of breaks and just doing everything. You have you have a very very um, special gift behind that microphone. And what you're doing with that show, I'm honored to even be on here. So even though I'm, you know, just showering with you all these compliments, I mean every word of it. Welcome to the Voice of America family, and thank you for having me on today. Thank you, Shannon. You are too kind. I love what I do. I love being able to share energy. And as you know, that's what I'm all about. That's what I coach. I help people understand their energy and how they can get more energy because everything we do is based on energy. And one of the reasons I chose to have Shannon as a guest on my show today is his show is called The Movement, and I, of course, know Shannon personally. We've been together at many, many events now, um, but he has an energy about him in, in, in his show, in his person, in his books, um, and we're going to go into all that, and I'm really, really excited. So let's start with the first thing. So in the beginning, way back when, uh, you've been teaching mm-hmm. music to children as a volunteer for over 21 years now, right? That is correct. Uh, oh, my God. That's, oh, that, seems, that seems just like yesterday. So, Donna, what happened with that was I was actually in a singing group coming out of high school. Um, it was my brother and three other guys I went to high school with, and we were in a singing group, and we got steered to a, a school to kind of, I guess honed in on our craft, is, 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 is if, if I can say that. And um, we we were together for about, about four and a half, five years. The group disbanded, and um, I needed to know what to do next, so I became a musical instructor. My first instrument was trumpet. That's the one I started. That's the one I started with. And uh, the school I taught at was voluntary, so I volunteered my time teaching trumpet. Then um, piano kind of fell in my lap. Uh, there were some instructors that had left. Um, I kind of knew my way around the piano, but I was not, you know, 
I was definitely not uh, a pianist by trade, but I knew it. I knew how to read music, so I picked up on it really quick, and I started teaching kids about five years old, Donna, all the way up to through teenage years. Then uh, one of the drum instructors uh, suffered from amnesia, uh, meaning he forget, he forget he kept forgetting to come to work. Is basically what happened. So I had, I picked up learning <laughs> to play drums, and I took that over. And then I guess I guess the rest is history. I just fell in love with it and kept teaching it for 21 years voluntarily, and um, it was uh, it was it was a great experience because not only was I, I think I was finding helping kids find their voice in music and just their voice personally. I think I was, in some strange way, was finding mine as well. Absolutely. So we we learn by giving. Right. We absolutely Absolutely. learn by giving. So um, is is that school where you taught, is it still in, in, um, up and working, running? It is not. It disbanded. uh, So we're two years now. The the owner of the school, Dr. Dorothy Bounds, uh, who I'm going to have on my show next year, um, she retired. She uh, got into her early 80s. She said, you know what? I've done this for 33 years. It's time to kind of ride off in the sunset. So um, when she announced that, like, I'd say about the year before, I did. I was kind of stuck. Um, I remember I did this voluntarily. So, But when you love it that much, Donna, when someone tells you it's going to end, you... You know, you kind of, uh-oh, what do I do now? Or, You're in a funk. You know, some people would just say, I bring on the next challenge. Well, I didn't know what to do next. I, I, I did not know what to do. I just knew I needed an outlet. And I knew I had musical training behind me. But, you know, getting in front of those kids was, was, a, was a great outlet for me. And it was kind of like a ministry to me. If, if that, You know, that may sound a little silly. But I, I enjoyed doing it. So Absolutely. I remember doing on the last day. I walked up. It was kind of... You know, you're kind of taken aback because you see them moving the furniture out of the building and all of that. So I, you know, but got back there so two years ago, audio and video, visual cameras, well, they were big, but not as big as they were now. But then I, I never shot a feed for my school unless it was a, unless they were doing a recital. Just showed them bits and pieces of my students' plans. But that day, I shot an eight-and-a-half-minute video, um, basically saying thank you to the school and to my students and to Dr. Dorothy Bounds and my other um, co-workers I worked with. And I kind of got choked up in it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I poured my heart and soul into it. Mm -hmm. And I got over a thousand uh, views off of that video. Wow. People I didn't know, people I didn't know, people just commenting, pastors in Chicago, and just, I was dropping little sound bites in there. And people would just take, would just caught up in just the pure emotion. I think... If you're real with people, you just put that raw emotion into something, people people will pick up on it. Absolutely. And I was about as real and as raw as I possibly could be that day. And it was just, a, you know what they say, God closes one door and opens up another one. Mm-hmm. At the time, all I saw was a door closing. So Forgot to look that, for the window. when the journey, I guess, kind of kind of began. How many t- uh, children had you taught in that 21 years? How many, how many kids had I taught? Uh-huh. I know, uh, right? Yeah, Donna, I would, I, I'm guesstimating. In the early part, I would see about 100, a little over 100 students a week. Um, I had, I, I would teach Tuesday through Saturdays. Um, I would get off work, so I would teach about like from 5 to like 8, like uh, Monday, Tuesday through Friday, and then Saturday I'd be there from like 9 to 5. 
and I would not have any lunch or breaks. I'd like back to back to back to back to back. But I would have a lot of my classes with group classes. If I had kids five to nine in group class, it'd be like seven or eight of them in there. Mm-hmm. And I would have multiples of those classes, like two on Wednesday, one on Thursday, two on Friday, four on Saturday. So those classes were kind of big. And then you had, I had private uh, sessions in between. So I had kids back to back to back to back to back, all ages, five years old, 18 years old, 12 years old. I mean, just from, from different walks of life. I love it. And um, it, it was exciting. They kept you on your toes. Right. <laughs> Trust me on that one. But uh, I would not have traded it for anything. So uh, I would say over that, I, I probably saw over 1,500 students probably in the 21 years. I'd say probably, it's probably closer to 2,000. That's beautiful. Now, this is going to be uh, this is going to a question that's going to require a little digging. I think. What Uh-oh. I know. What is the one or two things that the children taught you the most, and maybe hit it in kind of a group age since you taught from five to twenty-one. So, what's the youngest, the middle, and the oldest group? What did they teach you the most? What did they teach me? Uh, right. I actually think this is the easiest question ever. Uh, patience. <laughs> um, they, look, there were days that I have to be uh, very um, open about it. Sometimes when you're the instructor, you, you tend to forget that you sat in that chair. You tend to forget that you were trying to learn just like them. And, and again, because kids are different personalities, just like adults, Donna, um, you have to kind of, I try to treat all of them the same, but sometimes you can't do that. Some need a little more attention. Some are a little bit more hands-off. But either way, any way I talk, did it, I had to be patient with them. Um, you know, you had some that didn't want to be there because the parents made them take lessons. You had those students. Right. Then you had some that thought they were smarter than the teacher. Then you had some that had behavioral problems. Then you had some uh, that didn't want to play the piano and wanted to play some other instrument. So it taught me how to be... Adaptable? I guess adaptive. Mm-hmm. And also, like I said, patient. And sometimes just the way I would play with them, I could get them to kind of, even if they didn't want to play the piano, they would start to like music. And then they would go find another instrument. And I would tell the parents, look, they don't have to stay with me. They don't have to play piano. They can find another instrument. I just wanted to show them the joy that I have in not only playing it, but also teaching it to them. But patience is, is probably the one because, especially on Saturdays, when they like have had a bunch of sugar on Friday night at their little sleepovers, and then they come to class at 9 o'clock Saturday morning, oh, good Lord, no. I, it, it was, they, they had a lot of energy on Saturday mornings, but... I wouldn't trade it for nothing. But they, they taught me patience, but they also taught me how to just dig into those little minds and make them think and make them enjoy themselves and just experience the joy that I and the joy and I love that I have for music. I love it. So it also sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, that they they gifted you with the ability to open yourself up to their eyes. Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah, they, um, you know, I think the best teachers are the ones that are still learning. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, as much as I knew about music, you know, you'll get a kid that'll challenge you. Whether they think they're doing it on purpose or not, <laughs> they'll ask a question, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you kind of do one of those. 
Um, but like I said, that's what I was saying a minute ago. You have to be adaptable. You just have to be adaptable to them. Let them talk. Let them listen. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm old school, so I'm in my mid-40s. So I was one of those ones brought up with my parents. My, my grandparents are from the South, so they are big on manners and yes, sir, and no, sir. And, you know, nowadays teach, kids call their teachers by their first names. My first name was Mr. My first name was not Shannon when they talked to me. I said, no, you don't call me. You don't call me Shannon. You call me Mr. <laughs> and a lot of them didn't like that. But when I see them now, every once in a while, or I see them on Facebook, hey, Mr. Hughes, well, you can call me Shannon now. And I know I can't do that because my mom will kill me now if I call you Shannon. So it's funny. Oh, I so love it's it. Plus the stuff that they didn't want to do. <laughs> now they're doing it. They can't call me anything else. So I was, I was, I was kind of a heavy-handed teacher in the fact that I was very disciplined with them. But I also offset that with fun. Well, I let them sometimes teach the class to kind of keep them, get them ready for class. I tried, I was not scared to try different things to get them ready for class. So I'm, I sincerely so and severely miss teaching uh, music. Oh, that's beautiful. So the impact for the children uh, that you've taught, well, um, Besides imparting your your love for music, what do you think, on a developmental level, that you imparted with with the children? I was kind of waiting for this question. Um, well, you know me, so. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I imparted with them. Um, There's a few things, Donna, but if I had to say one thing that I might have imparted with them is that you they could do anything they wanted to do. Now, I know that sounds cheesy, because I had a lot of kids that came from broken homes mm-hmm. that were in there. Um, a lot of them single families. And some even with full parents who still was a broken home. It doesn't have to be a single family home. Absolutely. Um, but I always told them, and I would tell them, like when I first got started teaching, I would say, Say you can't do it yet, but then I got rid of the word can't. I said, don't ever say the word can't in this room or any or, or outside of this room. Just say I will do it, and I I pounded that into them. I'm like, do not say can't at all, in or out of this room. And I saw some of them just overcome some stuff, especially when it was recital time when they were ready to play. Even though I would say, no, you're not going to play because you don't even practice when I give you regular homework. But I saw them say, I can do it. Just give it to me. Just give me the song. And I always gave them a song that was a little bit more challenging. And just the, the power of practice and prayer, they would just show up. Right. And it was funny. Come recital time, they would always be hard on themselves. Oh, I missed this note. Oh, I missed that note. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they would look at me. You didn't hear those mistakes? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it took them a while to pick up what I was trying to do. I said, if you gave me 110%. Nice. I don't, the only mistake would have been you not trying. Right. That's, y'all gave me 110%. So it's over now. Just use this as a barometer to get ready for the next one. So uh, I always, like Bob Ross, the famous painter, they don't, we don't make mistakes. We make happy accidents. I used to always tell them that. And I always taught also the other thing I taught them was listening is a skill. I know adults that don't listen. So I told them, like I told the kids, you all have got to listen. It will save you a lot of, it will save you a lot of heartache down the road, especially when you get older. Right. So I love the fact that you reversed their their energy level, actually, in from a negative energy, putting it into a positive energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know what goes on in kids' homes. You know, there's 
you know, some of them could be smiling and be, you know, torn down at home, and some could be the vice versa. But when they walked in my class, I told the parents, they're my kids when you drop them off. They're mine. And, right. Um, when they come here, we're going to have some fun. If I have to be tough on them, I'll be tough on them. But I'll also be fair. If they do great, I'll pat them on the back. I don't want to be the one-sided teacher. Everything is is all, you know, peaches and cream and roses. But I also don't want to be the one that's always telling them everything is wrong. Right. You have to balance it all and shoot straight with them. Absolutely. And tell them exactly what, but, and a lot of them got used to it. And, you know, some of them didn't like it. I'm not going to say they were all perfect, but they they knew what to expect when they actually be prepared. Not only when you come to my class, when you go to any other class. Right. Right. And children know, the beautiful thing about children is they know when you're being true and honest um, at a at a level that as adults we sometimes have forgotten because life ha- is, gets, you know, goes uh-huh. on. And that, they, they get it emotionally. Fair. Yeah, they get it emotionally yeah. on a level that we can't, just like an animal, they, they understand your emotional energy. Um, and I love that. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, I know that, um, and we're going to talk about this um, in a little bit, um, okay. that the parents, um, when we come back from break here in, in just, a, just a few, but we're going to talk about how the parents had reached out to you to um, look into becoming a speaker and a life coach. and. Uh. And how oh, yeah. and how that this is going to be good. Yes, and how that transpired you because um, you know if if you've not seen Shannon's radio show, listen to it. The movement you must must go and listen to it. Um, go on demand. It's on iTunes. But um, Shannon is an incredible, incredible, passionate person and motivational per- uh, speaker and coach. We are going to go into our break. We're going to touch back on this subject when we come back. So during the break, I invite you to go to my website, donaginwa.com. That is D-O-N-N-A-G-U-I-N-O-U-A-R-D.com. And look around and see what I'm all about. And if I can help you and it resonates with you, please reach out to me and I will be getting back to you within 24 hours. Come back in just a few minutes from our break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. 
Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the High Energy Hour. To reach our show today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like writing instead? Send your email to highenergyrightnow at gmail.com. Now, back to the High Energy Hour. If you're just joining us, my name is Donna Guinois on the High Energy Hour. Today, we have been talking with Shannon D. Hughes, who is a motivational coach, speaker, author, uh, has his own radio show on the Influence Channel here at Voice America called The Movement. Uh, before the break, we were talking about, you know, what the children, uh, is 21 years of teaching, volunteer teaching children music, and we wanted to come into this and some of the parents, Shannon, that you had uh, taught had come to you and reached out for you to become a speaker and a life coach. Could you tell the listeners how all that transpired? Well, first of all, let me, uh, thanks for having me back past the commercial. I thought I was going to put everybody to sleep, but since you asked the question, Donna, <laughs> um, I had the best parents ever. I, 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 I sincerely mean that the parents that I got to talk with on a weekly basis uh, and trust me with their kids I've developed some long-lasting relationships out of it to this day that I still pick up the phone and talk to or text or we see running to each other on Facebook or what have you and um, I have they have they were great they because as you were saying before the break not only did the does the kids see who I was no knowing that I was no joke I was you know, this is who I was. If normally, I'm not a parent, but if a kid is taking a taking a liking to somebody and they feel comfortable, then the parents will say, "Okay, I'll let's let's see how, let's give this a run." And I had you know kids that were with me for five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, some of them I had to kick out because I told them, I, "I I think they've outgrown me. It's time for you to go somewhere else." Right. But to your question, as the as I progressed in my teaching. Uh, I found myself not just about music, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I found myself te- teaching about life lessons. I love um, it. And again, it depends on the kid. 
it depends on the mood of the class. I would then pick my spots. I wouldn't do it every week because I didn't want to put them to sleep. But I would tell them, you know, I would say, put the, close the books up early for a second. I would talk about this or, you know, or we'll talk about that. Or sometimes a student may come in and bring something, ask a question, and I'll say, all right, let's talk about this for a second. And the parents, I always invited the parents to come and sit in on the class. That is their child. There's no way I'm going to tell you, don't come in here. Right. You, that is your child. You, you are more than welcome to just walk in. You don't have to knock. Just walk in, sit down. You know, you know just watch your child. I always tell the parents, I'm not going to treat them any differently if, they're in, if you're in the room or not. If they're out of order, I'm going to let them know whether you're sitting there or not. Right. <laughs> if you're not here, it's the same thing. <laughs> but I would start to go into just talking about confidence and practicing and, and, you know, just other stuff. You know, they are kids. You know, they're going through peer pressure and oh, yeah. bullying now, Donna, as you well know, is at an all-time high. Um, at the time I started, it wasn't, but it was still around. And you had kids that dealt with it, and they talked about it at the end of class. I'd ask them what's going on. And, and the parents would actually listen to me. And one of the parents just walked straight up to me. I thought she was mad at me for some reason. She says, why aren't you a life coach? I said, well, good morning to you, too. She said, no, why aren't you a life coach? I said, why are you asking? She says, I've been listening to you for over a year and something, and it's just the stuff that you're saying, me and the parents are back here listening to you. Mm -hmm. I said, really? She said, yeah, we're not just playing on our phones and reading the newspapers. You you got some good stuff here. You, you'd be great to counsel older people. I said, no, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. Now, I scoffed at it scoffed at it quite a few times. She and about four or five other ones said the same thing. I scoffed at it, I scoffed at it, I scoffed at it, Donna, and then as I told you about before the break, when the school was looking me in the face, I briefly thought about it, but then I went into my sulking mode because I didn't know what to do next. But sure. then I came back to it because after she was one of the ones that saw the, that video that I talked about early, alluded to earlier, and she says, she goes to the, she, she tags on Facebook, she goes, you know what your next step is. Now, <laughs> if that ain't God talking to me, I don't so, know what it is. See, you, she you, says, you know what your next step is. Absolutely. Yeah, was, and the school closed the month of my birthday. My birthday is in April. So for the next, what, so April through end of October, I sulked. I, you know, I don't know what the new decks and what was me and all of this other stuff. And I sulked, but then it, I just drew back on what those parents were trying to say, but then I just had to figure out how I was going to do this. How was I going to become a life coach and a speaker? Because that, that's the other thing. You need to speak. You have a great voice. You have a great presence. Blah, 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 blah. And I, was, you know, I wasn't trying to hear it. I'm just trying to entertain these kids and teach them. But when you've got parents constantly telling you this, it's kind of hard to ignore. ignore it. Right. That's interesting because um, knowing you now, and of course I didn't know you then, but now... That what you're saying to me, at least as I hear it, is that when the school closed, you saw the door open and you didn't, or closed, and you never saw that the window was already open. And now, right. now knowing you, you know, as I do now today, um, you see not only, you know, the door and, and the windows both open, but walls coming down. Oh, God. I could not have phrased that any better. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, God, this is going to... I almost counter who I am now. I needed to go to that through that period, though. Uh, it was almost like a grieving period, Donna. I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing died. Nothing like nothing like that. But peace your it heart. Was kind of a. 
I say I sulked and kind of lick, was licking my wounds and crying, but at the same time, it was kind of a, you know, you know, just all right, take a breath. You know, you don't have to go over there. You know, I, I used to have to run over there when I got off work. But now it's kind of, all right, relax. And now what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, you know, there were days I was positive. There was days I wasn't. And then right before uh, I went on vacation in November, I said, you know what, let's do some things here. And um, I started doing videos. Um, and organically, it started getting me traffic. It, it wasn't, it was like, six, seven minutes, I just pick a topic and speak about it, put it on all my social media, and people started to gravitate to them. Uh, I was not belittling anybody, because you know today, what you have to do, you have to dump on people, no matter what it is, you just beat people up, that wasn't what I was doing. No. I was just giving my honest opinion about something, open up the topics, please share your thoughts, did it on Instagram, did it on everything, and people started to follow me, and people started to friend me, and Ask and ask, talk about this topic, talk about that topic. So now that was going, but now the question was, what do I do next mm-hmm. after I started doing that? Hmm, interesting. So what, I know, you know, you've, you've been a coach for a while as well as a speaker. For those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, Shannon and I both went through, um, we are members of the Speaker Coalition, And we went through an intensive three-day training, and we both are certified as keynote speakers. Uh, So something that, you know, we share and are very excited about and bonded with because it was an intense three days. Um, It was. And that's taken us, you know, into some, some great avenues. Where have you spoken and what groups have you gone out to reach with your message? It's funny when I want to go back to the students, one of um, a lady on Facebook found me on Facebook and she says, um, can I call you? Uh, I might have a speaking opportunity for you. And I called this lady and then we got to speaking and she said, you know, you taught my niece. I said, I beg your pardon. (laughs) And we started talking and she told me who her sister was. And I said, oh, my God, are you serious? She says, yes. She says, my sister told me to call you because you'd be a great speaker. I said, you know what? I'm not going to, you know accept this gig yet, but let's call your sister. I called her sister. I hadn't seen her and talked to her in a few years. Her, her daughter had been gone for a while. I said, how dare you tell your sister I was a speaker? She started laughing. She says, you know, I told you that years ago, right? She says, why not go ahead and do it? She says, just do it. Just go out there and do your thing. And, and I went to so that first group I spoke to with to a bunch of um, people that were in their 60s and people that were coming back from there were there was uh, service people, and they were kind of so displaced and out of place mm-hmm. because they saw society had turned their backs on them. So she kind of wanted me to give them a little pep talk. Right. So I didn't go in as like a speaking speaking. It was just more like a conversation. I kind of went in there and there was about forty people got in front of them and you know just just kind of got them to talk and then I started speaking into them and. It lasted about 90 minutes. It was only supposed to be about 45. It went 90 minutes, and it was great. I enjoyed it. I didn't get paid for it, but the rewards of it was, was better than money, in my opinion. Right. And so my so my first gig was actually through <laughs> someone's niece that I used to teach. So that, that, that just shows you how people sometimes are looking out for you, and you don't even know it. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, your, your whole career kind of then started around your movement, right? 
and which your mm-hmm. radio show is about, your 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 books are about. Um, go into a little bit about that, if you would. Oh, well, the movement, it's, it's interesting because I think, I think you would agree. If you look around out in the world right now, there's a bunch of movements going on right now. Oh, absolutely. I, there is, if you and I sat here for the next three, four hours, we could come up with about 40 or 50 of them. Mm-hmm. There are movements everywhere. And I think with me, what I went through, and it was nothing, you know, while I was destitute and down on my luck, thank goodness. But, you know, emotionally I was because I knew I, I could do more. Um, I, I think there was a movement within me that I needed to start, that I needed to do something with, as well as other people. I don't like to just blindly follow people um, because just because there's movements out there doesn't mean you have to join them. Right. But that doesn't mean you poo-poo them either. But if I'm not going to join you, and I'm not going to support you. You know, I sort of start going around that I'd rather be part of the solution than part of the problem. Absolutely. So that was part of the videos. Um, what I was just speaking some things that needed to be addressed. And when I went to California in 2016, a woman who was on my show back in June named Lauren Solomon, um, she challenged me. I never met this woman. I met her on Christmas Day through a, another Facebook friend of mine who I never met on Christmas Day. Says, Showing your, minute, your videos to one minute. I said, why? She says, just get to the point. So on, what was it, January, so January 2nd, 2017, I started my motivational minutes. You've seen them. Yep. And it just took off. It just took off. People get mad. Now, I haven't done one in a couple of weeks just because I'm kind of building up some more and people are really wanting me to get back on them. But I just got to the point. Sometimes I think we can over-talk. Right which is probably what I'm doing now, which is probably what I'm doing now. No. I just kept the message simple. Short and sweet. Because sometimes I think in society, I think it's just too much rhetoric. It's a noisy world right now. It is. I just wanted to cheat. I guess our point to me was keep it simple, get to the point, and move on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we are both aligned that way. And when I do Facebook Lives, I try and keep them minute, minute and a half tops. Um, yes. Right? And I, I yeah. haven't done one in a bit either. I've been, uh, unfortunately, last couple of weeks, I've been battling uh, a little bronchitis. <laughs> so it had me laid up pretty good. But I get it, you know, and the message needs to be positive. And, you know, that, that that's so much about who I am, my, my, my coaching methods, um, this show, uh, just the energy, bring it up. Raise your frequency and your energy, and you'll have more in your life with a higher, more positive energy than yes. you ever will yes. with the negative. Yes. Couldn't I have said it better? And, and that's what I said. I know it, it sounds corny. They say positive, 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 positive. positive. Well, you know what? It is just, it is just, I'm so tired of negativity. People, you know, you turn on any media outlet. There's negativity everywhere. You know, people say, well, you know, and I don't, I hate to use the name, but Donald Trump bothers me. I said, he doesn't bother me. They said, why does he bother you? I said, because I don't allow him to bother me. And that goes for anyone, anybody else. I mean, you all let people bother you. That's, that's negativity in itself when you're allowing people to, 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 to rain down on your parade. Absolutely. So find some positive in the day. Or be positive. Give somebody a compliment. Shake their hand. Tell them how you're doing. Ask them how they're doing. And when you ask them how they're doing, Really know why, what, really want to know what, how they're doing and talk to them or just give them an ear. Um, and that was where the, 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 the videos, the intention were, but it's morphed into so much more. 
two books now, a third one later throughout this year, which we'll talk about later. I just did not see this coming last year or two years ago, I should say, Donna. It's so exciting. So let's talk a little bit uh, about your first book. Um, we're, we've got a um, break coming up in about three minutes, and I'd like to touch base on your okay. first book before you. we go um, into break. So the first, the, the first book was called Your Motivational Manual, Volume 1. I kind of based it off of my, my, my videos, just short messages and get right to the point. Just short messages. There were about 85 in the first book. And a lot of people really liked it. So I said, you know what? How about part two, as they say, <laughs> which will be released tomorrow. I know. And, um, and it'll be released tomorrow. And uh, more of the same. Uh, well, I just keep it short and simple. I talk everything about letting kids be kids. Because sometimes we as adults take kids' childhoods away by giving them adult things. That should not be. I'm not a parent. I'm just talking about it as an adult. Let the kid be a kid. I talk about relationships like misplaced anger. That was one of my favorite ones in the first book. A lot of people um, related to that where if your mate is dating, is cheating on you with someone and you're mad at the person they're cheating with instead of the person that's cheating on you, that, that, that never made any sense to me. I, I, I don't get that at all. Um, I talk about another one about it's, it's, it's the best heroes are the ones doing heroic things when people aren't looking. I don't like people that perform when the camera's on them. Your best work is doing when people aren't looking. Or when you think someone's not worth looking. Um, so I just, just talk about just small little things that just, you know, just little things that will just kind of make your life a little less stressful and just a little bit have more meaning to it and more clarity and just, you know, it, I just have quite a few of them in, in, in both of those books. So there's, there's going to be about 80 in the second book. Um, and it's, I just, look, get to the point here. This is, I think this, I think that, and it's just a uh, friend of mine who just recently got divorced, just bought my first book. And I had one called the L word It's called leave. And now she didn't have the book at the time of her divorce, but she said, Shannon, I wish I had read this book before then. Before I then. Him before he left me. Right. I said, wow. And that, <laughs> so it's little stuff. It's just very, I don't overthink it. It's just very simple one-page passages that just helps you think. Perfect. We're going to get ready for a break. When we come back, okay. we're going to be talking more with Shannon, everyone, about his uh, second book um, and how we can reach him. Again, uh, this is, you know, an incredible opportunity for, for me to have you on my show and raise the energy level out there. Folks, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stick with us. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy. We are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition. We need to keep our diet, relationships, and stress in check. It's time to get the right message and have the most fun. Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the High Energy Hour. To reach our show today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel like writing instead? Send your email to highenergyrightnow at gmail.com. Now, back to the High Energy Hour. If you're just joining us, my name is Donna Guinois on the High Energy Hour. Today, we've been talking with Shannon Hughes. He is a motivational coach, speaker, author, and we were talking right before break about his first book and his second book coming out. So his second book is coming out tomorrow. What is the name of that book, Shannon? Oh, it sounds very similar. It sounds like the first book. It's Your Motivational Manual, Volume 2. And it just kind of just extends what the first book was about, just more short motivational quotes. Um, now, when I say quotes, I don't mean two lines. They're actually they're about a page apiece. And uh, I, I really kind of, I would say I dig in a little bit more on the second one. Um, you know, the first one is about positivity and all that. So it's obviously, and, and, and not that the second one is not. But I just wanted to just kind of continue the theme and just keep the momentum going. Um, some of the, some of the uh, some of the ones are are called "Dream Then Wake Up," um, just "Circle the Wagons," "Calm Is Your Superpower," mm-hmm. uh, "Billboards on Your Highway." That's probably one of my favorite ones in that book. And um, have a goal. Some people don't have that. And then immerse yourself. So there's a few of them in there um, where the titles can be a little misleading until you actually actually read it. So um, I, I, I'm really proud of the book. Um, I don't, some, sometimes I don't know where I get these nuggets of wisdom from, but I will always credit my parents for that. 
Uh, but I just think that in in my world, even though no one asked me, you can never have enough motivation. I just right. think you just got to look. We all go through it. There is not a person that doesn't go through it. I don't care what it is. Right. But you just got to have that, that, uh, that just that something that keeps you going. And sometimes it could be a quote, as I was saying before the break, a quote, uh, a passage, a, a, a scripture, uh, a, a mm-hmm. conversation with somebody, a text. Motivation can come to you in so many different ways. Absolutely. And that's why I was um, smart enough to use the social media platforms to try to use all of it just to brighten people's day. I know it sounds corny, and but I don't care. I, I would just rather try to uplift people than to put them down because it don't take much of a man to put people down. No, uh, absolutely not. And, you know, I did one of my shows uh, a couple weeks ago, um, literally about uh, taking steps to raise your energy level. And yes, yes, and have that. And one of them was affirmations. One of the things I talked about was affirmations about, you know, find it on YouTube, find it in a there's go to the bookstores, there's there's books out there that have motivational things that you can read every single day. Um, that literally will take 30, mm-hmm. 30 to 45 seconds Absolutely. to read it. Absolutely. And again, scriptures, that's a good one. You know, if if that's what works for you, you know, uh, the book of, of Psalms is awesome. Love that. Um, so there's so many things out there. And having that um, positive energy, you know, and you do that right. in your radio show as well through the movement, correct? Good Lord, yes. Um and uh, I think you, you probably think I told part of that story when you and I met in Los Angeles. Uh, so the show I won that, there was a contest, Voice of America sponsored the contest and actually running their second ending right now as we speak. Uh, I won that contest and I had to come up with a concept for the show and I alluded, alluded to it earlier in this interview that I just want to talk about movements. There's a time to be still, darling. There's a time to have some movement now. You can move within, but you still got to get up and take some action. Right. And the movement, the name of the show is, was based off of, you know, the movements in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people that want to be on my show think you have to have a business and a website. No, you don't. I'm in the business of you. I want to know about you. All the stuff, because a lot of people think they're alone in the world, especially with the, with the storms that they go through in their lives. <laughs> and I use the show to have people come on and talk about some of the things that they've gone through. Like just, I'll just give you a couple of quick examples down there if I may. Absolutely. Um, I, I had a guy named Juan Montez who was a personal friend of mine that I met in, in that California trip. Um, he learned to sell drugs at five years old and he was kicked out by his grandparents and he broke his, um, his father beat him and he, he broke his, um, vertebrae in the back, so that derailed his football, professional football career. Now this kid, guy is, I say kid, he's 25. He's now out there helping the homeless and, and the hungry, and he's a financial service expert now. That is there was beautiful. another woman I had on who I grew up with. Um, she's an African-American female pilot. Um, she represents less than 1% of African female, African-American female pilots in the United States. Le- less than 1%, Donna. Wow. And... At that time, she had to go through that where, you know, only female, black, trying to be a pilot. She went through it. She was in New York when 9-11 happened. She got, she got honored by uh, PBS as one, one of the powerful women. 
um, she, she's been fantastic. Um, I had two Latino women on that um, the, the week after her. They've, they've done a joint venture together, and they're doing something. So the month of May, I had the Me Too month of May, where I had eight women across five weeks, and I just had them tell their stories, and, and then they gave their opinions about the Me Too movement. Um, there was a wonderful woman on there, and Sammy Tucker, who had her arm um, severed in a motorcycle accident, and then 11 months later, went to the Paralympic Games and won a gold medal in archery. Wow. Yeah, right, exactly. So these are the type of people right. that I have on my show. And I have, I have more guests. There's, a, there's another wonderful woman who's going to be on my show. I think you know her. Her name's Donna Guinoa. She'll be <laughs> on next month on the movement. Uh, she will be on telling her story as well. Uh, but the reason that I'm, I'm going to have you as well as I have the other people and some of the guests is, to me, the stories is what connects us. Mm-hmm. And if we could just put aside our egos and our differences and our colors and our, you know, what your sexual preference is and all that, and just tell the stories, even if you've never been through it, someone showed a part of you that they wanted to share with you. Hopefully that brings us together. Absolutely. I'm still in this quote from the movie Black Panther. At the end, he said, more connects us than separates us. We are one tribe. We have got to come. To, we come together in, in, in times of tragedy and hard time, but we need to come together just because we need to come together. And that's why I try to use the show as to bring mm-hmm. people together to just talk about you and let people know you can't survive this. You can't get through this. Absolutely. You've you got a part in your body, air in the lungs, blood in the veins, and whatever else you got going, you got a chance. So that's what the movement is about. I love uh, one of um, the Dear Doctor quotes that uh, I will not choose hate. I will choose love. Hello. Yep. Hello. Yep. Dr. King. I love it. Yes. And I love it. You know, we all have a choice, Donna. Absolutely. You can choose not to, right? (laughs) And if you choose not to, you know, there's sometimes you choose not to and it works out for you because it might not be a smart move. But a lot of times people are scared to make a choice. That's another issue. I think people are afraid to, to make a decision. I talk about that in book one. Um, mm-hmm. Just make a decision. If it goes right, you keep moving. You pack stuff on the back. You keep going. If it goes wrong, you didn't learn. You, you really didn't. You really didn't fail because you learned from it. Because you're going to learn from it and get to it. You down the road. Somewhere. You fail. So, you failed um, forward. We all have a choice. You failed forward. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's not failure if you learn something from that. Because, Correct. you know, as a coach, as, as a speaker, as a mom of three, um, you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. And the successes are awesome. They really are. And oh. those, those give us a little motivation, light a little fire under us, you know. But, the, but that's not where the teaching is. The teaching is in... I agree. Failing forward, you know, that you just don't stop. And I'll say it another way. The only failure is when you don't make the attempt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Try. Try. And, you know, you surround, like, I, I always, you know, we've all heard it, I'm sure, that you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. And, yep. you know, I want to learn every day. I want to learn from people who I've never learned from or who have more 
um, experience and knowledge in that area than I do. And I want to be around them and learn more from them because I, you know, if I'm just around myself, I'm not going to learn anything, anything new, no. right? No, you're not. Well, you know what? The students, that's what I used to do with my music students. I would put one that was struggling, I put them with someone that was better than them. And they would kind of look at me and say, Mr. Hughes, can I talk to you for a second? Dude? Well, why did you put me with that person? I said, you're only going to get better with somebody that's better than you. Right. Don't be ashamed in that. Just go learn from them. Ask them, how do you play this? And a lot of times, the older students or the, the other ones that are better, they would say, here, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And they would learn. And I'm like, how, it's like me wanting to be a millionaire. I'm going to ask broke people how to be rich. Are you serious? Get out of here with that nonsense. Right. You've got to get around people that have either been there or, 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 or already where you're trying to be. That is the only way you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yep, by learning. And, you know, it's in, it's in the books we read. It's in, uh, I, I choose not to watch a whole lot of news um, yes. because of the negativity. It, it actually brings my energy down too far. So I'm very selective. You know, I, I, I know what's going on in the world, but I don't dwell on it. Let, let's put it that way. I don't live there. I refuse to live there. I agree. God, I could not say that any better. It's just I, I've I've come too far to be living in that at that at that residence anymore. Trust me on this one. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and you know my story, Shannon. We'll we'll talk about that mm-hmm. next month and on your show. And and I've I've yeah. um, my very first show. I I actually you know kind of told my story and where I come from, but. Um, it, you can't you can't dwell in that place of of negative. You you can't. You have to go forward and and get out and and reach up because up is the only way. The rearview mirror in our cars is small for a reason because the picture yes. ain't ain't that ain't that big. <laughs> it's just yeah. right. It's not that big. But that windshield in front I, of you, man, that's everything. Uh, who are you telling? I agree. <laughs> I could not have said that any better. You, you are so right. It's. I just, I just, I just, I, I, I want the best for people. And I mean that sincerely. Um, a real winner wants other people to win. Absolutely. And it's just too many, it's too many greedy people out there. I will not be living in that space. Right, right. And um, curious, um, I know you have several. Where can you, people reach you, any of my listeners who'd like to reach out and contact you or get one of your books, can you tell us where they can get that? Oh, absolutely, Donna. So my, my Your Motivational Manual Volume 1 is on Amazon and is on, and available on Kindle Fire. Volume 2 is available tomorrow, tomorrow. It's available tomorrow. Yay. Can't right? I'm excited. Uh, my third book will be out later this year. I'm actually currently working on that uh, as well. I probably had maybe I could convince you to have me back on to talk about that book. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my email address, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement dot com. That's actually the show's website. You can you can get the book from there. You can see some of my picks there. Um, you can also reach out to be getting me as a coach or a speaker as well. Um, I'm having another website being currently constructed. It should be out in another month or so. My show, The Movement, is tomorrow, Wednesdays, on the Influencers Channel at voiceamerica.com, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Tomorrow I have Honor and Matthew Walters. You probably met them. Yes. We probably already met them at the yes. same time. Right? I know they them. They will be on my show tomorrow. They want you to love on purpose. 
They're, they're a lovely a couple. Team. They will be my guests tomorrow. You will be on. You will be on my show next month. I have some fantastic guests. I am booked through the end of the year, dear. So the oh. movement is just moving in the right direction. I love it. Well, today, you know, that wraps up our time. Uh, be sure to join us next week um, for our show. I'm going to bring to you the paradigm shift, creating a higher energy for your everyday life. I want to thank you for joining me today, Shannon. As always, it's a pleasure. This is Donna Guinoa, creating more energy for you in your life on the High Energy Hour. Tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in to the High Energy Hour. Be sure to join your host, Donna Guinoa, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again next week, keep growing.